0: Yeah,
1: you street. Blues
2: man that slide with a hey, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans, welcome to another episode of your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast. I am Eric Sorensen, joined by John Goodat, Sammy Henderson from Big Country Studios. Our wonderful couches brought to you by our great sponsor of the podcast, Fitter's Furniture. Go check them out in the corner of 4th and Main. Quality Furniture Sense. Sam, you got it this time. No, we got John here. On 1896.
3: That. I was That's gonna right. Say that. I was gonna That's what he was. I next time, call on me. Call That's me. Right. Hey, okay.
0: Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1896. They've been here since day one, and we've been here not quite since
2: 1896. Yeah, but, we, uh, not quite as long. But you know, go check them out. They support local athletics. They support our, our podcast and bringing you over the airwaves for you guys. Just go in there and when next time you're looking for some furniture, check them out. Buy something and tell them you heard about it from. Well, they didn't. They've. It's a brand name in this valley, right? <laughs> Correct. Tell them that we encourage you to go buy Wait, it. Wait, Fitter's is the brand name or Kittitas Valley Sports Talk? Well, I'm stock. hoping we're getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Tell them we're the getting, Bone sent you. The I Bone, mean, that's right. The Bone, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Bone Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and they were 125-year celebration that John didn't invite us to pass on the invitation to us for. But um, anyway, <laughs> but they pretty cool that they're not a, you know, it's not a franchise that's doing that. It's a local company, so go support them. That's Definitely. right. I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> so anyways but welcome back to a. there's a lot going on um you guys have been out and about i've been kind of stuck on the farm you, you know get to be on the farm you that's right stuck on the farm I'm stuck yeah, on the you farm chose not, this life i did choose this life
0: <laughs> you know uh, what though can we can, did you choose to make 68 pumpkins is that how many you grew
2: yeah out of four starter plants yeah what a green let's talk about that really quick yeah not really too sure um how that happened but it, you water them correctly, you have the right heat and temperature. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but it turned out real nice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that called so what are you gonna, spring and summer? Yeah. 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 And <laughs> <ragged> yeah. And, <laughs> you just need a little oh, what's bit that? of – that? All right, yeah. just put water on it. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, if, if anybody's friends with me on Facebook, I put a picture of all of them. Ellie and Peyton are out in the middle of it. And there's a big one. I couldn't pick it up myself. I like think I'm a strong guy.
3: I can imagine if your kids are anything like mine, if I posted it, like they're probably taking a little ownership after that. If people started showing up taking them, my daughter at that age would have lost her mind. Mm-hmm. She, I got <laughs> yeah. a picture of her on Halloween. We handed candy out to people, and she's just, like, losing her mind. Like, what the hell are you guys <laughs> <That's> doing? Like, <laughs> like yeah,
2: My kids uh, would go These are my that. sweethearts. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you're right, because someone asked, how oh, can we come get a pumpkin? I was like, we have to ask the keeper of the pumpkins. So there's a picture <laughs> of Ellie right. sitting on the big pumpkin out there. But, right. yeah, that was pretty cool. I guess, yeah, I got fall season rolling up. You were late because so, you were watching a scary movie and you we were scared of the dark coming out, and I would be exactly scared too, John. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> yeah, we
0: were uh, during Halloween season, so yeah. While you're watering your pumpkin, Sammy and I have been either watching scary movies or, or, sports, or watching football games. Sports, right, right. We've yeah. been out,
2: and which you're more man than I am because I won't watch scary movies. So. We're watching Arachnophobia <laughs> tonight. Oh God,
0: yeah. It w- it was uh, uh, enlightening.
2: The difference between you and me is if I would have watched that, I would have stayed home and called in sick i can't leave <laughs> something's gonna bad happen when i go home i <laughs> might have to burn my house down if i find a bug yeah like that's not yeah. gonna be a good situation but you guys have been out seeing some high school sports that's right it's been awesome getting the updates from that and central games too
3: that's right yeah this past weekend i got to watch ellensburg versus prosser a oh, nice yeah. double overtime thriller and this close the ellensburg kids were to live in a moment that they would remember the rest of their yeah. lives yeah. and uh
0: and on homecoming week. On
3: homecoming week. And they fought hard and came from behind and yeah. big plays. And, uh, unfortunately, took an L um, to a 10th-ranked proster team. So, yeah, I mean, nothing to, you know, moral victories aren't necessarily my thing. But, you know, you kind of walk out of there feeling at least good about your team yeah, yeah. aspect of it. And, uh, yeah, they, they looked – Far better than when I saw them, you know, week one against Royal and then and then Davis. A uh, completely different team in just the caliber of how they're playing.
0: So like that, so that caliber, mm-hmm. they'll run through the rest of the CWAC, do you think? Um, no idea. I don't know the <laughs> rest of the CWAC. I could tell you the
3: teams that I've seen and we could start cross looking at uh, yeah, schedules yeah, yeah. They and things like Who, uh, they, who yeah, they beat. Yeah. But uh, uh, they I mean, I they, have
0: always been a barometer. Absolutely. And, yeah. and
3: so uh, I, I would say that if I were coaching that team, my expectation would be, yeah. If we can hang with these guys, if we come out here and we play the way that we need to play, yeah, we could beat it, we could beat everyone else on our schedule.
0: Yeah. On the flip side, our Kittitas game was, and no disrespect to White Swan, but mm-hmm. it was kind of over by the first kickoff. You could you could tell that, uh, um, you know, White Swan's got a couple of great athletes, a couple of big dudes on the on the in the line, but we were just better. And, uh, so we, if they could have had a running clock in the first half, it would have been running at about one minute to go. And, and, uh, I think we got up 40 or 41, uh, to zero at halftime. And it was, thank goodness for that running clock. So it wasn't mm-hmm. too cold or anything like that, but you start where it got a little chippy. There were some, uh, um, I want to say four or five personal fouls or unsportsmanlike conduct, one of the White Swan guys got kicked out. Um, so, you know, you always worry about – the biggest thing I worry about on blowouts either way, either side of the blowout, is who's going to get hurt because you get start getting sloppy or somebody starts taking, you know, uh, the loss personally or something like right, that. No, and no, uh, tough. And you know, just one bad decision. Football is already a violent sport, so when you're getting embarrassed like that in such an emotional sport, and it was it on their homecoming, you know, right. you all, don't it takes, get... all it
3: takes is one kid from the winning team to just say something that's going to be like, "All right, that's it. Mm-hmm. I've taken enough of. I've taken enough of this." Well, team yeah, team and too. there was
0: a kid, and it there was dead ball. People were getting the kid. Both teams were slow to line up um, at the line of scrimmage. We're just kind of it was at that point you're just waiting for the game to be over with. Right. So you're taking a little bit longer and the safety was just chirping at the ref flag goes up, stops play. And, and, uh, you know, you don't like to see that. I mean, I'm glad we got a win. And, uh, we, um, again, no disrespect ran all over them. And, uh, I think we had three picks, forced three fumbles in the first half. Um, not much was going on in the second half, but again, we scored twice. And so, uh, and from what I can tell, it has a uh, Thursday matchup, mm-hmm. Thursday night game against Highland, and it's probably going to be pretty similar. Mm. Um, Highland's a little bit light on the football talent this year is what I've been told. So,
2: so you're saying by that fourth quarter you're already checking the Miners menu and how long the wait time is? You know what? We did go to Miners on the way home oh. from Swan. Was it busy? Uh, it was busy. So thankfully, you know,
0: we're not the bus, so we don't have to wait. Right. right. And so we're just like, you know – Holland you just gotta get there before there. the bus. That's What's right. That? Oh yeah, and we got the there bus. like ten minutes before the bus. Yeah, you're good shape. Or and, uh,
2: you be the bus driver or the coach, and you go into the special room. Yeah,
0: and so like all the, the coaches. Best. So let's see, Kitatas, and then Highland must have been coming from somewhere else because mm-hmm. Highland was there too. But uh, whatever. And uh, so we got there about ten minutes before about. 60 kids got there plus parents and coaches and stuff like that so it was pretty quiet when we walked in and uh but they could see our buttons that you know our our kid attack stuff that we were wearing they're like there's a bus coming with you and we're like yeah so get our order in now, yeah please. big minor with cheese now yeah. make sure that that shake has fresh strawberries in it all right
2: i know we're a sports podcast but there's nothing better for me personally Biting into a big miner with a big thing of onion on it. I don't know why that to me. That, oh, that's so good.
0: So oh. on Saturday morning, no joke, on Saturday morning, I woke up and I was like, man, I should have ordered extra because I was hungry for it again. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. It's, oh. a, it's a rite of passage. you got to do it. You guys are convinced yeah. me. I'm going to Grandview on Wednesday for my son's
3: cross country, and the their bus is stopping at Miners, mm. and I was just going to go home, and now I'm like, no, it's got to stop.
0: Have you ever
2: it's been back? Out. I guess have you guys ever coached a team that stopped there? no but i heard no. all
0: kinds of great stuff oh, yeah i've heard that, that that's like uh the room like no cell phones in that room right it's it's top oh, secret it's stuff like
2: the white house but better <laughs> yeah. you could run the country or you can get a big miner for free yeah, yeah yeah in yeah. a milkshake and they, they bring you a tray of like random apple oh, it's just i don't know if i want to tell the secrets of it but it's I really good know that I've, I've heard it's though. freaking awesome and it's
0: a machine of what they do there had to have been at least 30 people behind yeah. the the line mm-hmm. just rolling but it I was bet, really cool. I
2: bet they're pumped to have the sports back and going because that oh, making yeah. their nights way better. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. But they got a hell of a business and a hell of a burger. So that's right. Yeah. Let's talk some, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit later with our guest tonight. But uh, some the Central's having some big wins lately. Dude, for football, they're yeah, they're rolling. Yeah.
0: They're rolling. What a great game against Midwestern State. 11th ranked, I think, at the time. Yeah, depending on what poll you're looking at, there was 11th, and then one, I think, was 8th. I mean, they're good. They were were good. So top 10, we'll just say. Yes. And uh, and there were some big Texas boys on that team. (laughs) And uh, I was just, I was absolutely thrilled. Um, And I actually didn't get to go to the game because we were doing some homecoming stuff uh, for my daughter, and, And uh, so it was more important to, and I gladly wanted to be there and stuff like that. But so I just watched it on TV, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but um, and then when they played against Western Oregon, great game, you know, and we Western Oregon kind of always gets a little bit of, you never know if they're going to be a great team or mediocre or whatever like that, but they also beat West Texas Mm -hmm. two weeks ago Mm -hmm. in West. Was it in West Texas? (laughs) I can't Can't remember. No, it was here. It was in Monmouth. So, so obviously they've, they've got a quality team and and uh so central you know made
3: li- they made light work of them they did they, they did. did they handled the ball on defense i mean they just it was a well played game yeah central's got two running backs that yeah. flanagan kid can r- yeah really roll you know you yeah. started seeing a little bit at that midwestern game he was getting body was not getting the ball quite as much yeah flanagan was getting it and flanagan ran run hard and he's fast yeah. and uh they got some quality backs and then there was a midwestern uh quincy glasper comes in at quarterback for the, uh, i think he got some play in simon but this was his first start and uh changes that dynamics of that offense right uh is willing to make the big play and throw it downfield but his feet being able to to run is uh, i just hope he's got a he's got a small frame i want him to duck on some of those runs like don't take the hit don't take the hit yeah. need don't take the hit uh but Coach Johnson has that defense playing at a real high level. Six turnovers. Yeah. I mean, there was a point in the second half that Midwest Midwestern State mid, did I say it right? Yeah. Yep. I always want to say mid state co op. Go for it yeah, <laughs> to get them on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh where I was like, it's just gonna be another turnover. It's just yeah. gonna be another <laughs> turnover. <laughs> they're just gonna turn the ball over and throw it to forty four. Yeah. Hamilton's gonna run with it. And it was uh they're playing really, really well.
0: Right yeah, now. at one point they had more completions. To old Hamilton, that's right. than than they did to the guys in the white jerseys. So, um, yeah, and in a weird scheduling quirk, we play Western Oregon again this time up here, right? Um, and I, I just hope we just take it to them. So we got a buy this week, or we? Ooh, no. If you want to call it a buy, you can. Okay.
2: No, I think he's right. No, you then are right. You and are. Then right. we play yeah. Western Oregon here next weekend. Yeah, that's right. 17. My my mistake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His memory doesn't work very often. Obviously mine doesn't either. It's working tonight for some reason. Yeah. Because I remember that back-to-back, back, but that's a good trip to get down there because that's usually a trip to Western Oregon's kind of like a uh, – because like, we're going to be surprised by something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's
3: usually – that's a, sometimes a,
2: it's a, been a tough trip. Yeah. Um, you know, the only couple
3: times I know that we walked away real big wins is, you know, when we were undefeated and, yeah. you know, got a top seed mm-hmm. and – or when Mike Riley was there. Yeah. Other than that, you know, that first half can be a grind.
2: because there's no hotels in Monmouth.
3: There's not. Every time I went to Monmouth, we didn't stay there. It pisses me off.
2: Yeah, to stay in Salem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which
0: is, what, 30 minutes or so? Roughly, yeah. 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 Still. (laughs) I don't like (laughs) them anyways. The the thing about Western Oregon, I don't know what their baseball field is like. You could probably tell a (laughs) (laughs) little more. But, like, that football field, the second it gets some moisture on it, It, oh, it is a mud bowl.
3: And there are times where it's rained and it's just been. Yeah.
0: But, you know, when you're out there on the sidelines, it's
3: different. When you're in the stands... You see that game, you're like, oh, this is just sloppy. You're watching on TV, but when you're on the sideline, man, it's like growing up when it's like that first rain hits and you get your buddies together and you're sliding around. Like those kids love it. Yeah. Like defensively, offense probably hates it, but those defensive guys, man, they'll get dirty in anything. And uh, it's it's fun to watch, and those games are always memorable. But this one's memorable because we just beat the pants off them.
2: Yeah. Right. Which is always nice to those guys. Yeah, you've got you've
3: got a sour taste because uh, Western yeah. Oregon baseball has held the hammer over Central for a long
0: time, especially uh, in your day.
2: I don't want to talk about it. Oh
0: man, that's a good slam
2: there. It was a great you know, slam. No, I was it's really, not a slam not, if it's a fact. I'm not slamming them like that.
3: I mean they were in the NCAA tournament. They hosted. They yeah, we weren't very good. No, but they were. They were the you know they were one of the top classes in the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. necessarily just the GNAC. Which comprised yes. of 14. They're fans
2: or something else, too, down there. So, I don't yeah. know if it was the same with football or not, but uh, we always got it really good. They'd sit outside our dugout on the couch, and sometimes they'd have a boot tied to a rope and would throw it in the field when someone would make an error. You booted the ball.
4: <laughs> well, we I, gotta, actually, I actually ahead.
2: snuck a knife in the dugout because I was going to wait for them to throw it on there and I was going to no. go cut the rope. It was a pocket knife. It wasn't anything like a shank. But it, was, it was legit. It wasn't somebody illegal. whittled <laughs> away at Walla Walla State yeah, or something. wasn't that. On the bus ride was, to Monmouth. It wasn't my spoon from the hotel breakfast It wasn't in Monmouth. But we went off track there a little bit. So maybe we'll bring it back on track. But. I don't know how to do that. Uh, how do you segue out of that? How
3: do we say well, people? Let's go. well, we,
2: we've got a guest coming on. We got yeah, we've got, we got a guest. Thank we've you, got, Sammy. Yeah, we yes. got
3: business to take care of.
2: Yeah. yeah. Will, Will Gailey, Gately. Yeah. He is the coordinator of officials for the Yakima Valley for basketball. And he's the uh, the signer for baseball and softball as well. Mm-hmm. He's a football referee and he's been a coach along the way. And he's, if you're watching the, the Wildcats on SWX, which is hosting all their home games, and hopefully we'll see a lot more in that because I just moved to a house that had the antenna. So I get SWX now. So I'm pretty pumped yeah, about boom. it. Um, he's the playboy or the color commentator for that for the Wildcat yeah. game. So kind of a jack of all trades. That's right. He does it Pick all. Pick his brain. It was a good guest, good find. Yeah. We uh, we struck gold there. So we will take a quick break from Fitter's Furniture and be back with our guest, Will Gately.
3: Your new sofa doesn't need to look like everybody else's new sofa. Let the professionals at Fitterer's Furniture in Ellensburg help you design your own Bassett custom upholstered furniture. Your sofa, your way. Exactly what you had in mind. Take the short drive to visit Fitterer's and find the furniture you've been looking for along with great service and free delivery. Why wait? Fitterer's Furniture. Quality furniture since
4: 1896. Fitterer's. Fitterer's.
2: All right, Valley Sports Talk fans, we're back with a guest this week, and it's a it's a very big, big guest for us in, this, in the time that we're in right now, and we're super excited to have him on. Will Gately is the coordinator of officials in the Yakima Valley, the, the the coordinator of the umpires for the Umpire Association down there. and And if you're watching SWX on a Saturday night when the Wildcats are home, he's also on the call. Will, thank you so much for taking time tonight to come on the podcast with us.
1: Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on here.
2: Well, we, you know, it's funny when I saw, you know, interaction with you on Twitter and and we got a lot of talk, the subjects in that tonight, but uh, we had been talking for the last few weeks about, you know, like for our local teams of the Kittitas when they've had a few games moved around and and, and just umpire and ref, referee, I'm up, sorry, I'm a baseball guy, so referee shortages uh, lately. And, and just kind of talk us through what you guys are experiencing right now with that because it's... You know, we're, we're having to deal with a lot in this world and just having the, the numbers not necessarily be there for that and just kind of what's going on with that right now.
1: Yeah, you know, it's been a, it's especially tough during these times right now. Uh, and you'd think that it wouldn't be as hard, but it's getting tougher and tougher. We've had a decent number of, of, of officials in general uh, decide to hang it up. You know, with that year off from COVID, there were quite a few of them that figured out they were, they had other things they could be doing in life, and uh, uh, and then along with that it was uh, that they, they were just getting tired of of the constant berating and and all of that. That was the number one thing that I heard uh, on trying to get them to come back out was, hey, you know what? For the money we make, it just isn't worth it, and um, and so that was uh, that was important. You know, money was one thing, but the constant heckling or, or uh, what they have to put up with. And it's getting crazier by the day.
0: Can you can you talk a little bit about that, uh, Will? Because, you know, we're all sports guys here on the mics, and, and uh, I'm sure we could all tell a few stories of things that we've seen or, unfortunately, things that we've been involved with. And so what is it that makes it worse today, or in, in your opinion, what do you think makes it worse today compared to, five, 10, 15 years ago, or, or is it always the same?
1: Uh, No, I actually, I don't think it's the same. Uh, One of the things um, that I feel is, has been put heavily onto officials is the success of the players. And when I say that, I'm saying that with the, with the thought process from a uh, parent standpoint of um, my kid has to be a hundred percent, right. And if, somebody fails him in on, on his ability to be a, or her ability to be 100% uh, percent right, then, um, then we need to attack them, whether it be the coach, whether it be the assistant, the stat keeper, because the stats aren't right, or the official that's on the field uh, or on the court. It's just there's been such an amount of uh, pressure put on that, and I've been talking to a lot of people about that, the insanity of, of which uh, we go to as parents, uh, has gotten so out of control that we're quickly losing the ability to to have the games that we so loved as kids ourselves. You know, when, my, when I was playing, uh, if I would have talked back to an official, and actually I did once, um, I my ear hurt really bad after that because <laughs> my, my dad grabbed me by it. Now, it might have made a difference because he was the home plate umpire and I didn't like his so, call, but... <laughs> but But in reality, had I done that to any official, it wouldn't have been allowed. Not in my home. And so not many of the kids that I played with at home. It just wasn't allowed. And so um, that's changed quite a bit over the last several years.
0: What, uh, you know, here's the impossible question. How does that that stop? But then we can talk about parenting advice. We can talk about philosophical things. I mean, I just don't. Everything's so immediate. Everything is so there's so much instant gratification on whatever social media site and to go off of what you're saying, it can't be my kid. My kid's <laughs> my kid's right. My my kid's right. Um so I mean, is it one of those things where we're just kind of phase out of it or or are we gonna be having a problem where I mean, I, I was reading I think it was Seattle Times just yesterday, or it was over the weekend where I think there's always like one day is designated as a family day but now we're gonna be seeing more and more sports played like literally five six seven days a week now just to yeah but that that's gonna spread refs and officials and umpires even more thin than they are this will become a a full-time job for the guys that stay on
1: that that's uh that it is it definitely is doing that i i I don't believe that there'll be a true wake-up call until uh many veterans of the officiating world say enough and and stop doing it altogether. And I don't think we're a long ways away from that because uh, the amount of money that several of them get paid and every sport's different on the pay scale. But when you can go to McDonald's and make the same money in a couple hours that you can on the side of a, on a field, um, then why would you want to go get yelled at when you can go just be at mcdonald's and, and make the same money uh the, the minimum wages increased so much and and overall the officiating uh, pay hasn't even come close to it now there's a few different factors that go along with that it used to be well, at least when i started we had a lot of uh brand new teachers that came out and were officials and and that number has quickly declined because they don't want to deal with the adversity that we have to deal with i give i can give you an example i I did a high school football game in the area not too long ago. And, uh, you know, it was a complete blowout game, but at the end of the game, we're leaving the field and we have a fan meet us at the corner and um, we can't, we can't get past that point because this fan decides that um, letting us know that, you know, obviously on the losing team, but they lost by 40 some points. And, and, they were mad at us because we were cheaters. Um, and, and for a lot of people that, um, you know, that just is like, Hey, you know what? Enough. We don't need it. And they'll walk away from it, which is very sad.
0: On the flip side, I guess, I don't know if this is much of a silver lining, but does, does this allow for, you know, a a new batch of new blood to come in the, uh, 22 23 24 year old uh, to come in and that could you know has I mean has the ability to keep up with these guys but at the same time you're losing a ton of experience if I mean I remember what it was like when I was helping out at games at 22 23 I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't have the confidence either that maybe a 30 to 35 year old would have that has a few years under his belt so do you worry about too much new blood filling in the gaps
1: Definitely. Uh, my son's 19, and we just got done working a, a tournament this last weekend, and he loves it. Um, uh, and he's been in some situations where he's had to deal with some craziness of coaches, but he's also a sponge, and he, loves, he just loves athletics. And so um, I think that there's a batch of them out there, but many of them just don't want to deal with their stress. You know, when you can put your headphones on and sit in front of your PlayStation or your Xbox, nobody yells back at you. And so they'd rather do that than come out on the field as well. And so at least for when I'm training, I'm very protective of, of our young uh, young officials. And, and I think there's more and more, especially a college student, my goodness, if I would have realized I could have made money as an official when I was in college, I'd have been all over that because you can do pretty darn good as a college uh, student and make some side money you're getting paid every 48 to 72 hours now at least for school ball and uh you know my like my boy he went and made 500 bucks this weekend so it's not a bad it's not a bad gig he worked a, a slug of games but it's it's not a bad gig all overall um but the reality is is that um i think there's a balance that comes in and tournament directors have stepped up um and we've i I uh, was tournament director uh, slash umpire in charge on a softball tournament and uh, ended up relieving or being a part of relieving two 10U uh, coaches and a 10U parent because they just went berserk. And so we have to be stronger and willing to eliminate parents. And I think that starts in the school. Um, getting, you know, you're at basketball games, we've seen the people stand up and scream and Go crazy because it's an intense game. Everybody's passionate about it, which is good. But we're not teaching the full aspect of it.
0: Uh, just last, um, I guess last spring, it was a winter sport, basketball. <laughs> but last spring, uh, COVID season, I guess uh, I watched the parent get uh, kicked out. Or I mean, they didn't have to physically remove them, but they didn't stop. They didn't start the game until the parent left. And I don't know yeah. if he left the entire building, but he was definitely out of the gym. And uh, is, is that something that's always been, when you're when you're training, when, when new officials are being trained, is that something that's always been trained on when to know, or is that kind of a judgment call, or is that being focused on more now as we get into this crazy thing called sports life?
1: It's definitely focused on more now. We don't train that because – Primarily, um, we don't want our, especially our young officials, to to really hear what's going on. I tell people all the time, officiating's worked just wonders on my marriage. I learned how to not really hear what's being yelled at me, and I just <laughs> shake my head yes. You <laughs> know? I'm phenomenal at it now.
0: <laughs> we're we're going to need to edit
4: that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
1: But. uh uh, but no, I, uh, uh, you know, we don't want them to hear that stuff, but there is a point at, you know, which people will let, let a gym go quiet and then say something. Um, or, you know, at a baseball game, especially baseball games, they, they can get a little crazy. Um, but you know, reality is we don't, we don't teach them to hear that. Now, if it gets so crazy that something has to be done, then we really, uh, for school stuff, we want, we go to game site administration. But even then, I mean, most administrators, they don't want to have to go deal with crazy parents. And um, so it's, it's going to take a group of people coming together, maybe heightened security at gyms to to, to go up and remove people really and embarrass them um, to have to leave a game. But I've been I've worked high school games, varsity games uh, going down the court where I had a kid pick up the basketball turn to his parents up in the stand and say, shut up. <laughs> Wow, that's, And I, you know, I'm like, well, oh, that's a travel. Got to call that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I get the ball from the kid and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry you had to do that, man. And, and, you know, it was just embarrassing for him. And, and then, you know, hopefully it was embarrassing for the parents and they didn't do it again.
0: Is there a sport that is uh The easiest and is there a sport that's the the worst in terms of uh rabid fans or maybe as an official the ones that you hear the most
1: uh definitely uh basketball games um you hear them the most unless the baseball diamond has uh seating right behind home plate you'll you'll hear some of them but mostly it's basketball volleyball's got it going i don't know what they do but those uh those people don't say anything i don't know if you've been to a high school oh yeah uh, volleyball match and it's amazing at how quiet and how non-talking about calls they are it, i was amazed the one i went to <laughs> <laughs> well i'm totally I'm with you trying to figure out hey how do i put this into play in a, on a baseball game or right, <laughs> in a basketball right. game well and that's well so.
2: that's part of you know when growing up and we had to umpire just for fundraisers right and we'd be at the little yeah. league tournaments and you'd have mom and dad two feet away from me because the backstop's right there and that's i won't i don't umpire anymore because that was such a it wasn't fun it was not a pretty enjoyable experience of people just chirping at you the whole time and and you know you talk about what's got to happen you know it's i mean it's kind of a point of emphasis to us and our season starts is hey you know stay on us and I it's an parent letter that we send it out to the parents like hey the guy's not trying to screw us like that's Right. He's here for the right. same. We're, we're fortunate we have him, especially in the times we are now. But, you know, we got to take it and run with things and do things and eliminate the excuses of what is what we perceive is going on and what actually is going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I, I mean, I coached high school basketball for a lot of years in the Valley and uh, traveling ball uh, for quite a few years. And the reality is, is it's not just the parents at the officials. It's the parents at the coaches, the parents, at other players, um, you know, it's, it's just parents need a reality check. And, um, you know, when I was coaching, I'd turn around and tell my parents enough, you know, because the reality for me, there's some of the best employees that I've ever had have been former athletes because they know how to get in the trenches and work. They know what discipline looks like and they know what overcoming adversity looks like. And when you break things down, you think about, uh, say, in, in a standard game, you, you're see, you see 300 pitches. And if you miss 10% of those and you screw up 30 pitches, which seems a lot when you say 30 pitches, good Lord, we need a new umpire, right? <laughs> but, but when you're asking them to be at 10% fail, fail rate or better, and then you're saying, hey, it's okay, if you bat 275, and we right. get through this game, so you know the expectation level is so crazy and so far off. And like I, I, I shared on Twitter, I had one parent tell me, you know, you need to, uh, you need to really begin to understand the game better. And we need instant replay in high school. I was like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get yeah. that. We'll
3: get that one angle from the bird's nest, and we'll go review it <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Bud. Right. Yeah. Oh. And now, you yeah. know, I think one of the biggest things is I think when it, I always have a rule. If you're going to be a heckler or if you're going to make a lot of noise in a game, you got to know the rules. You got to yeah, know right. what's going on. And yeah. I think we're coming to a point in society where people don't watch sports like they used to. They don't know the rules because they're, they're looking up, oh, I got the highlight here. I got the highlight yeah. there. What's this controversial call? Okay, I'll put that in my repertoire of being yeah. upset about things. Yeah. And nobody is always, you know, rules are changing year by year. You know, what's considered this or that? What's considered pass interference? What's, you know, and so understanding the game, I think, is a big deal. And and part of understanding the game is understanding the importance of an official at the game, that they play just as big a role as everyone else, and that the game can't go on without it. I'm at the school every week, and these kids are trying to play football without a referee, and it's mayhem, (laughs) you know? There's got to be some control, and so having a respect for what's actually <laughs> happening out there and what you know, uh what's going on I think is, is huge for uh, for officiating going forward. Would be helpful if you had a lot of educated people like, hey referee, actually you could know, have well, a yeah. conversation with somebody about it instead of
0: that's a foul. A, that's,
3: a, that's a foul. That's a foul. Oh, as a foot outside of the zone. I gotta bring my pitching wedge out. Like you know, whatever you wanna hear, you know, it's and it so. I think it's very important that people are educated on the sport you're going to be at. If you're going to be there and participate as a fan, know 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 what you're watching.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially football. I I was laughing. I did a game uh, this last weekend and the last Friday night, and and we have a pass interference, and it's you know way down by the end zone, and and so uh, I get to <laughs> reinforce it, and this fan <laughs> yells out that should have been on the one. Are you stupid? You should open the rule book. And I so want to just turn around and say, yep, yep. If that's on the weekend, that's exactly the right call. But today we're going 15 yards from the previous spot. And <laughs> at the end of that, we might have a first well, game. You know, we can't I, turn around to say anything. But I really wish they'd allow us to be mic'd up down there through the intercom of the stadium and 100%. say, no, stupid you. And, and A- Seat 17 should get this rule book. I would would have fun with it. I don't know if everybody else would. (laughs) I think
3: think we should put rule books under every seat. And then there's there's an official on the sideline with some type of digital thing that says like section five dash four, three, six on the last two plays, please. Yeah. And
1: and then especially in a sport like football, and then, and only if the ball does this and the player does this, yeah. will this happen. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> you said something um, that uh, I wanted to ask about. So clearly, when you you talk about like former athletes that are that go into the profession, they understand the discipline, the focus, the the commitment, and all that. So, at the end of the day, I mean, no matter what. It's clear you're a fan of sports in general. You might have favorite sports and everything, but you're you're just a fan. Have you ever been caught up in a game? Like I don't think I could be I, and I'm being serious. I I would be a terrible ref. I would be a homer. <laughs> right? But also, I mean, and I admit it, I mean, I I want my guys to do well, right? But I would yeah. but I get excited about games. So, and yeah. do you have you had to has that mellowed out at all as you've gotten more and more established um, as an official or, or, I mean, do you ever find yourself getting caught up and I I would forget to make a call sometimes. I would just get, be a fan. Maybe I'm overthinking it for myself, but what about for you?
1: um, Yeah, no, it's uh, for me, it's, I'm, I think I'm really sticking ahead because I I started officiating and then I'd go to football game. I'd be at the Hawks game and I'd be going, Wow. I can't believe that official just made that call. He's out of position here. And my wife's like, (laughs) are you even watching the game? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so for me, it's hard for me to be a fan now because I'm either coaching or officiating. And so um, I see it from so many different angles. And that's uh, I actually started officiating because I didn't like what I saw when I was sitting in the stands. I saw a person on the on the uh, basketball court and I, and I looked at my wife and I said, I don't like the job they're doing. And she said, okay. And I said, I'm going to find out who runs the the officials and I'm going to go out and be an official. And that's how I actually got started in it. And at the time I wasn't coaching high school sports, but it was a great way for me to learn what defenses, when people called timeout, how the players were r- running off screens and doing all this. And before you know it, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, coaching basketball, and next step is high school uh, basketball. So I get an opportunity to see it from so many angles. I just don't – I never get caught up in a game. I, I, I love the, the thrill of it because, for me, I remember being that kid out on that field or out on that court, and those are some of the greatest times of my life because at, at that point in time, you said this earlier, about how it's gotten so out of control, but at that point in time there was still balance in life. And so I, I learned to love the sport um, and, and everything that came with it rather than it becoming a job. And so I worry about that for our student athletes because they are playing so many games and the pressure is so high that they, they get that college, con- you know, the college uh, opportunity. And, and gosh, it's just so important to understand the joys and the moments in life because adulting, like, it lasts a long time. And it's not all it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. So go out there and have fun. But, no, I, I get caught up in the game only from the aspect of I, I can't believe that I'm so blessed to be a part of this right here, right now.
2: It's funny you ask that question, John, because it's watching the the White Sox game last night, and A.J. Pierzinski was on the call. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I, I, I would – when they uh, peeled down to third base, right, and the umpire made the call, and he's like, I, don't, I couldn't have done that. I'd have been yeah. looking in the stands, going, "What's going on?" Yeah, and that's a professional athlete saying that. So, John, you're not too far off on that. Uh, All right, you're not the only one. That, you just
0: compare me to a professional yeah, athlete. Yeah, you're pretty close to that, yep. there, John. So. Yep. sounds good. But,
2: <laughs> but no, it's it's you know the points you're bringing up, and and not to get off on the outside of sports realm of things, but it's kind of today's society of it's it's my way or the highway, and everybody's the expert, and no one else knows anything, and and that's I do get that feeling of people that the the armchair quarterbacks out back, right? The, the ones that we're hearing about, yeah. and even the coach, and we hear it from people of what's going on. Well, you weren't at practice all week with this situation and why we did what we did here. And and it's – I know because I'm I'm thinking from the coach's side of things and, and the relationship from an umpire to a coach or an, a coach to an official. And, you know, you can have a disagreement, but you can be a – you're going to be professional about it and have a conversation about things. I know when I like to go out and argue calls – it's not go out there and just, you know, Tommy Lasorda the guy right away. It's like, what did you see there? What did you. And I feel like that's a thing that, that coaches and everybody's. We have to have. We can, we can, we're going to disagree on things, but we can have a mutual conversation on what you saw, what I saw, and then we can move on from there. And I feel like that's, that's a hard thing in today's society, not just sports. People can't just have a conversation without just blowing up completely. And I, I just. I'm kind of worried that's something that is carrying over exactly what we're talking about tonight, and, and what could really ruin youth sports because we don't have the ability to play all these games.
1: Yeah, we joke a lot, around a lot that without us, it's just recess, <laughs> and uh, and so you know I've seen some some middle school football games this year where the coaches were were uh, umpire or officiating the games, and it's like. Oh my goodness, that, that that's tough because it's comical. Then they're they're doing the wrong signals. There's they're uh, they're enforcing the wrong penalty yardage, but because they're not wearing the stripes, nobody knows any of the right. Just right. with it. So I'm thinking like we should all just go out there in street clothes from now on. And everybody will think, oh, they're volunteers. Let them go.
0: <laughs> what? Uh... Um, going into, as we, as we, well, I don't want to say we're wrapping up football. We're only midway through the, through the year, but do a lot of, uh, as we get ready for basketball or the, you know, basketball and, and, um, I guess wrestling, uh, as well. Are are there, are there a lot of officials that, um, just specialize in one or will you see, I mean, do a lot of them do two, three, four different sports, um, yeah, I got to imagine more, that a lot of them are doing
1: it multiples. It's very rarely do you have a uh, person that does just one sport anymore. And, and so, is that yeah.
0: just because they, they want to, or, or the, you know, if associations kind of pressure them to, or is it just, it's just what officials naturally do. They just do multiple sports.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, normally we guilt them into doing another sport. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, hey, we got a sucker on the line. Okay, you're doing basketball right now. I can tell you, in the spring, you don't need a life either because there's baseball and softball. Let me, let me start you there, and we'll start them in middle school. Then we get them doing high school, and then we're like, hey, we got a lot of tournaments to fill. I think you should do those too. <laughs> so, no, that's really uh, that we're doing so many. I mean, I, I do football and then assign and do basketball, baseball, and softball, so um, – there's plenty of people out there like me that um, are doing multiple sports. And, and primarily it's just because we really want to see uh, the kids be able to play the game that they love. And, um, and that's what it, that's what's big to us.
0: Is there continuing education? I mean, do you have to get a certain amount of virtual or classroom hours or, or, or how do you continue to show that you're up to snuff?
1: We, uh, we actually don't do physicals anymore because uh, many of us tend to have uh, short <laughs> arms and can't get away from the table, and we just require a heartbeat, really. Uh, but no, uh, we do a lot of training, uh, whether it be online or in person. Before the start of every season, the amount of hours that an official puts in are anywhere from uh, 48 hours. 200 hours of training before before season even kicks off and that's while doing other sports so um, there's testing there's clinics there's situationals there's um, playbook uh, or play situations all the time and um, and so we're constantly in that and as you had mentioned earlier there's so many different rule changes everywhere we joke all the time that people sit in a room somewhere and 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 <laughs> decide, hey, this has been working really good. Watch, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and, and quite often times, what people don't realize is a lot of that stuff voted into existence from coaches. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to see things. And and our our duties have expanded from not only from the playing field, but now, hey, if you're wearing this brace, bracelet wrong, now we got to send you off. Or your knee pads are too high, we got to send you off. Or Whatever you're wearing, earrings or a necklace or whatever, you know, all of that stuff comes into play now that we're also the fashion police, and so I don't know how you uh, deal with that. It's, uh, you know, for a lot of us, we've built such a relationship with the coaches that we uh, um, that we don't have to really enforce it all the time. But there are situations where you know the the manufacturer, you see the pros wearing their. Uh, especially in football, their pads above their knees, so all the manufacturers start making uh, clothes that go along with that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, it's everybody's trying to keep up with the with the next level. But for the most part, it's uh, you get into you get into a rhythm doing it, and you know, for instance, for baseball, um, we've we've seen probably I would say fifteen hundred to two thousand pitches uh, either off a pitching machine or in live cages before the first junior high game ever begins.
2: So well that was my question for you. You know, if there is somebody listening right now that's thinking maybe I kind of want to get into this officiating or umpiring and but I I just I'm not I'm not going to be good at it. I don't know what to do. I don't know how what kind of training do you have for the new guys that maybe you're speaking to that guy that might be listening to right now thinking, I kind of want to, but I don't have the confidence in myself to do it. What is it that they have to go through that will help them become successful as a referee or an umpire?
1: I think one way to look at it is take the noise of the fans out of it, take the noise of the coaches out of it. I And even the players out of it and, and see the value and the ability to have a hobby that doesn't actually cost you money. You get paid to do it and, and uh, you get to come out and be a part of a game that you've loved for however long in your, in your young life and, and realize there's a lot of other skills that you get, that you get to learn, and that's leadership um, is the first and foremost. The, the second is uh, learning how to network and, uh, and have camaraderie with the people around you and, and the disciplines that go along with it um, create a lot bigger thing for you as you're going through college, for instance, and you're looking to make that extra money. Uh, the commitment to it is there, but the financial – Uh, side of it is also a piece that uh, more and more we're starting to see the the fees for the officials uh, to rise and so that's a good thing and hopefully we can keep that up but uh, first and foremost we're going to train you and there's uh, many of us that are out here doing it right now that are very protective of of our young officials and and because we we know how depleted we are and we know how amazing this can be for future generations so the training is second uh second to none really about anywhere you go in the state and um and one thing that we realized a few years ago was um it wasn't only the fact that we were throwing them out there before they were ready but it was the fact that they they were really sponges for training and we weren't really doing a good enough job of that and so we've really revamped a lot of that to to give them the confidence uh, to be out there because it, you know, it takes more than just the uniform. You got to begin to have that confidence, your shoulders back, and be ready to do it.
0: I got I got uh, one of the questions I wasn't sure if I was going to ask or not, but I've already committed to the question, so here, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> um, Great. If we're going in, you know, we're in postseason baseball right now, and it, it, you hear it throughout you know i i've heard it more and more over the last couple of years of you know computer computer umpires or you know electronic umpires or whatever um i think part of baseball is the the human element what what are your what are your thoughts uh on this what scares me like this real push to to make baseball more electronic in terms of the play by play or the decisioning on the field
1: i think the more robotic we make any sport the less the the interest level is going to drop. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think the human element has to be a part of it. I mean, it's, baseball survived how many years with that human element. Right. And and I feel like we have to to me that's big business putting a, putting a, you know, a statement on on a game. And I I I believe that that's important that we understand that we we need that human element in life. Everybody needs it because that's all a part of the game. I, that's why it's called a game and not a job.
0: I I would agree because it seems like I don't think I'm sure there's maybe been a game. I joke about me being a homer. I, I I'm sure there's been refs that have been homers and um you know have been accused <laughs> on getting on the team bus with them and all that <laughs> junk, right? But I've never ever walked away from a game that I can think of where I was like, wow, that ref really, pardon me, screwed us over. I, I mean, mistakes are made for home yeah. and away. Mistakes are made for offense and defense, and I just think that's just part of the the game. I, I think that adds yeah. to the – I don't want to say it. I mean, it's never fun when your team loses, but that's the uh, the what what's going to happen element. How is he going to see that he or she going to see that? Or did that – barely missed the strike zone or that that what was the foot on the line for the three three pointer you know i just i don't know that's just what makes the game that much more exciting to me what do you what do you think yeah i
3: i think specifically in baseball that if you got an automated strike zone the game's going to become real predictable yes for everybody yes it's boring you know it, yeah like pitchers know hitters are going to know what's a ball what's like part of that element of like taking a pitch you know it's like oh shoot yeah i'm not quite sure i'm really hoping he calls a ball here you know you're gonna it's gonna be a little bit less and you're gonna you know i i'm sure greg maddox would have been one of those dudes to hit his spot every time you know how many wins that guy would have if there was an yeah. automated system yeah. i'm gonna throw it right here every single yeah, time Yeah, yeah. right and you're, not, you're not gonna touch it yeah you know and so but you got you know one day you got this guy and then it the next game it rotates and I've got this hey, that's not the way it was called last time. Well, adjust. Yeah. You know, that's part of the game. Is that's hey, part of we, life. we got to adjust. I don't know how many times I was coaching where I tell my hitters, Hey, it's a low zone today, okay? So now you gotta adjust. And if it was every time that it was, you know, you go to the batting cage. I used to get mad at the batting cage when it when I'm like, Hey, what the hell? Why is this not coming down the middle? Last one was sweet. And this time it's going somewhere else. Like, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's part of that game that you learn, like seeing a pitch, hitting a pitch, laying off a pitch, learning the strike zone. Like that's what makes it cool.
1: Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's funny. You say that uh, because I, I, uh, t- tonight the game uh, I was doing behind the plate was my daughter's game. And I, I called a pitch inside and and uh, you know ball on the black and and I call it a strike and she shakes her head you know, like <laughs> you suck. So I just, hey, it's let's, let's, let's keep our emotions in check. That's enough argument. He just man. looked at me smile. Yeah, <laughs> I'll kick out your mom. I don't even. I'm not even playing right now. <laughs> but you know, I, both my boys, I I uh, I've officiated or umpired. Uh, them in, in some sport or another and and uh, I'm probably harder on them than anybody uh, because of the expectations or the, the drive I want for them and uh, yeah I don't care if that balls any other Batters back, batters box. You know, you wanted a 32 inch bat, so swing it, right? So, no, no, no. No. If he's it's calling that it bad, it's right? a strike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's not that bad, but it. uh, well, I'm not that hard on them. I, I try not to be anyway. Now somebody's going to record my game and send that to me, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you're right. You know, they 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 learn to adjust, and it's fun still at the at the at least at the younger levels where they're saying adjust, adjust, and to to get to the big leagues and then have it be so robotic which it's extremely boring. That's why they're talking about going to having betting machines on the back of uh, the seat. So yeah, yeah. and start betting on the pitches and yeah. all of that. stuff. So. yeah.
2: Well, that's I'm thinking of the, the guys growing up and through youth baseball and then going through high school and then college. And the, I'm not going to name the guy on here. We'll talk about it after we get off the air, but this one particular <laughs> umpire from the Yakima Valley, he always called that low in away. Strike, and I never swung at it. And it, even in up. my college days, and when I didn't swing at it one day, I was like, "Crap, he's going to call that." And there's a whole nother story for that what happened that day. But, but it, it is a human element that I wouldn't remember stuff like that if we had this because it, it's the personalities of getting to know people throughout the years. You're right. I mean, the human element is so important in this, and being able to know what umpires got what zone or what not today, and you know, it's all it's all relevant. But yeah, I'd I'd be a real shame if that does happen, in my opinion.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely. I had had a pitch the other night that coach uh this girl just threw like fifteen balls in a row, and I was you know zoning in and out and trying to make sure that I was staying focused. And then she had this amazing out of nowhere changeup, and that thing dropped beautifully over the plate. And I said ball before I could think about it. And the coach goes, Coach goes, was that outside blue? And I looked right at him and. I said, no, that was a really nice kick. <laughs> 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 and he just started laughing, you know, because when we when you kick it, you know, there's nobody going to be harder on us uh, than, uh, than us. Uh, when we miss a call, we absolutely hate it because we want to be right. Uh, it's not like we go out there and think, man, I can't wait to screw this up today. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. We, we want to be right. And, you know, and then we know that our buddies, especially if we're working with a partner, we know we're going to hear about that bet missed call for a week, so because uh, <laughs> that's what we do, right? And, but um, but it's uh, there's nobody going to be harder on us. So for for us to be focused only on the wrongs and not the rights uh, of, of players in general, or officials, or even coaches, you know, I, I do I'm blessed enough to be able to do college ball, and and you know those calls that we make out there could cost, cost a coach a job.
4: Mm -hmm. So we
1: have to be right and, or really close to right. And, um, and so, you know, it's one of the few professions in the world where you start out perfect and get better from there. Um, but that's starting to creep into the high school level as well, where a lot of coaches jobs are dependent on win wins and losses. It's no longer considered developmental ball. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, well, we don't want to take too much of your time tonight. And as we wrap this thing up, what, what we got going this Saturday? What what's your what's going on with the Wildcat football team? You, yeah, you let's gotta, talk about that yeah. for a
1: little bit. Oh man, I'm telling you, if you are not tuned in to Wildcat football right now, it Coach Fisk has something special going on there. Number forty four, Donkey Hamilton. Dude, uh, that guy's that actually, a man. It, uh, oh, sorry to interrupt man. you. Jeez. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. He's a he's a beast. That kid's a beast.
0: How did you get but, involved with uh, with that? uh swx i mean how how did that part of your career start and continue i mean what a what a gig
1: yeah that's uh i've been so blessed to be able to be a part of that i uh, was actually uh doing some nfhs broadcasting um uh, the nfhs network for high school sports and uh i was doing some radio broadcasting and uh, then they told me, hey, you know what, Will, that, that face is way too pretty to be on radio. you got to be on <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I really to that. But, uh, we're but I that no. We're not editing that out, Talking to a buddy of mine that uh, was working at SWX, and uh, uh, we were standing in the grocery store, and I just made the comment, hey, uh, if you ever need somebody to fill in, I would love to fill in and do that. Uh, it'd be just a phenomenal to be able to have that opportunity. And about a month later, his uh, uh, producer gave me a call, and, and the rest is history. So you never know unless you ask, I guess. What's uh, Is that nerve-wracking to do? I
0: mean, knowing that you're – I've called a football game one time and a couple of basketball games for radio or, like, online broadcasts, and I'm pretty comfortable doing it, but, I mean, you can't – I mean, if you make a mistake, you just make a mistake and you move on. Is that, was that nerve wracking? It was nerve wracking for me to get over that. What about for you?
1: Yeah, I got it. I got to tell you, I've color analyst been a color analyst for a long time, and I've done play by play on radio and and online streaming. But then uh, not too long ago, they let me know, hey, our play by play guy can't make it tonight, so we need you to switch chairs and we'll bring in a color analyst. And I, no, no problem until I got there and the camera came on and the lights came on. And then it was like, my tongue swelled up in my mouth. But, but for the first three or four minutes, I couldn't spit out a word. <laughs> so, uh, you know, after a while I was able to get settled into the saddle and away I went. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it's kind of like playing, uh, playing, you know, when the butterflies leave, it's probably time to leave. Right. And, and for, for me, you know, when the, National Anthem gets done playing and I'm officiating and I don't have goosebumps anymore. It's probably time for me to step away from the game. But, but for now the, the excitement of it, uh, the intensity of it is it's just a challenge that I love. And I'll tell you again, the wildcat football team, they never give up boy. They are spe- from special teams to, uh, to their offense is, is so exciting uh, it's really stepped up, and they played some really close game. And defensively, you know, led by number forty-four, Dante Hamilton, that defense is is firing on all cylinders. So come on out and enjoy it. I think one of the,
0: the the difficult things Central has to overcome is something that's totally out of their out of their control. Of you know, the GNAC is only three teams, so there's there's such maybe I'm overreacting here, but such little respect for the GNAC. But man, there's some incredible football players that come out of Washington or the Northwest, and thankfully, a lot of them are playing for Central. and And I just I love how we're taking it to the LSC teams. I would love to have that Angelo State uh, game back, um, oh, or okay. that last drive. I guess you could because that was a great defensive game. It was a great, a great special, special teams, team. Yeah. Just just a wonderful game, and and uh, so I I'd, I'd really I'm looking forward to you know I. I think all. I don't want to say all these games are winnable. These games, they're gonna win. I mean, nothing against Western yeah. Oregon or 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 Simon Fraser or I know Lincoln is just putting together their team this year. I got year. plenty against all those people. Okay, okay. Thank you. I was trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> okay, uh, good, good. Um, but I mean, I I mean, I gotta imagine. Well, you gotta see the same thing. I mean, Central is the one to. They're the one with the target on their backs because everybody wants to beat the best team yeah. in the league. And, and we
3: talked about it in our in our last podcast that that Angelo State, Midwestern, they got to get one of them. And we, we got to get one of them. Yeah. And I was hoping it was Angelo. <laughs> it, yeah. But, you know, it turned out to be the other way. But I think you're right that conferences, it's, it's rough. And it's always been disrespected, even when always. we had five teams. And so yeah. having three and, you know, having one of them be Simon and their reputation in, in Western Oregon can fluctuate from year to year. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna make it tough, but you're right. The Wildcats are gonna be the favorite in the rest of the way out, and uh, we gotta let the chips fall where they weigh when, yeah. where they could fall when it comes to uh, playoff time.
1: Yeah, well, and they've got such a great story in their kicker Haggerty being a first generation American from from Ireland and and kicking that 47 uh, yard field goal the other night yeah. uh, to put them up, and you know that Angelo State game they were they're one face mask. Penalty away from a win on that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, face pass, face mask penalty at the end. Of those darn officials. I mean, dang them. <laughs> they uh, they called that penalty, and and uh, it was all she wrote from there. But uh, again, the Haggerty kid, he he's special, and he's got a boot on him, and, and so they have the confidence in, in being able to use him. But there's so many kids like you're saying on that uh, on that team that uh, a few of the players. Uh, Steckline just coming on, just walking on and saying, Hey, I'm ready to play football. And, and then when they first saw him, they're like, No way. And now he's starting for him all these games. And, and there's just, there's, there's that hidden piece in each position, especially defensively for the Wildcats right now that, uh, everybody, it's like next man up. You know, uh-huh. when Penny went down, it was next man up. And kid out of Bellevue, Matuno, you know, uh, steps right in and, and takes his spot. So, uh, I think you're right. There's a lot of great athletes in the Pacific Northwest, and, and Central's showcasing them. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely.
1: Absolutely. And we i guess—rumor uh, has it that we're going to be doing the uh, doing the basketball games there. So that's going to be amazing. I that is that.
0: a wonderful rumor. That uh, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. That's awesome. Absolutely. Whatever gets yeah. Central more exposure in the Northwest. Yeah. Well, As we'll if be there. Have to we'll, make sure to come say hi to them. Oh yeah, I'm gonna invite yeah. myself right up there. <laughs> yeah, come on, come yeah. on up. I yeah. mean, gosh. No, Better
1: we'll do it.
0: We'll do it during the broadcast. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a face for radio. I've got a face for. I've got a
1: face for TV. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're too pretty to, you know, something about us. It's contagious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh well, Will, we really appreciate you taking the time late tonight to. To get on the call with us and and come on the podcast and and talk shop with us, we really appreciate that.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, and it's amazing what you guys are doing. Keep doing it, you guys are, you guys are amazing, and it's an honor to be a part of it. Well, we appreciate it
2: absolutely as well. Thank you so much, and and Sammy and John and I will be right back at the wrap this thing up. All right, we're here to wrap this thing up this has been a fun night of recording and you guys have not heard the best recording because we haven't recorded the best stuff. That has been yeah. Said it's probably good. It's, yeah. Yeah. We need to record that and sell it. <laughs> That's, That's what we right. need to do. You know, what?
0: I was just going to say really quick before we go into our wrap up stuff. One, a couple of things that will said yeah. that resonated with me is one is, Hey, if you're a sports fan and you look at sports a little bit differently or, or have a want to continue to be a part of it, if your playing days are over, Sounds like they're going to welcome you with open arms. If you want to learn, if you want to be a part of the game, just in a different, uh, in a different role, find them on Twitter. I mean, or, or walk up to an official during a game or after a game. Pardon me. Yeah. Maybe congratulate
2: them. Don't maybe, get trash.
3: maybe in an email on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be fine. Too. <laughs> it exactly. Might be the best way to do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
2: Well, and if you're also the guys sitting here thinking those guys don't know anything,
3: sign up. Yeah. I can promise you that. If you do sign
2: up, you do it, you'll have a
3: different respect yeah. for what yeah. you see out there. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, to see what they go through and to understand what they all have to pay attention to at yeah. each aspect of the game. And, uh, you know, when you're talking football, you've got like four guys and there's 22 players on there. It's 11 match. You're going to miss stuff. You yeah. Know? And so.
0: Yeah. Well, you made a good point about, you talked about missing things and. I don't know if you said it when we were on the air or not. It's kind of running together. But he was talking about uh, 300 pitches. If you miss Mm -hmm. 10%, you're still batting 900 and you're, you know. But if you're batting 300, really, you're a great player. So, I mean, the ability to miss relatively few pitches, uh, for his example, Mm -hmm. that made sense to me, you know. So, yep.
2: Well. I think it's a it's a need, and if you're listening right now and you think I could be doing that, or those guys don't know anything, go do it because you know the kids of the community will appreciate it. Because I know we're already hearing things between shortages of bus drivers, and that's a whole other podcast. Yes, but you know, having to move games around because we to be able to fit this, you know, yep, it's it's needed. Put put your money where your mouth is and go do it. Yep, I I know for a fact I can't do it because I've done it at different levels, and I was little league girls softball and I was horrible at umpiring <laughs> and I've realized this is not easy yeah. <laughs> so you have a little bit of, like you said a little bit of respect for what's going on and and uh, I'm excited to get on and we now we got a, someone to watch on the SWX we that's right what's going right. on so that's, that's right. exciting stuff so but we're talking about football games and, and I believe our conversation came from a meme on Facebook because I I saw well it's a great day of watching college football right the Cougars yeah. win Watched a great game there. But then Nebraska, my team there didn't win. But then it have, of course I had the remote still and I live in a house of women. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna keep this remote and really make sure I watch the Alabama and Texas AM and an upset game. The ending was insane. Field goal to win it, which I swear, you know, if you don't believe in a higher power, there was someone pushing that football back. As yeah. it started going left, yeah. I was like, son, and then it came right back in. But the the what we're seeing on Facebook is the kicker's girlfriend. And I would assume both of the, his family and her family are sitting yeah. together, and the mom is praying with her eyes closed as the kick is going off. Yeah. The girlfriend's screaming back and forth, and the dads yeah. are just like, "Yeah, the dads Come are stoic." Out. Yeah, yeah. And so, huge endings to games. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun being a part of that. Close games, stuff going on. What's our experience with that situation?
0: the The two that pop up in my head are. Um, I can think of two, one good, one bad. Bad one would be uh, 2009. I can still hear the thunk yes. of wow. Central's point after try getting blocked against Northwest Missouri mm-hmm. State. Judging on Sammy's reaction, that was 12 years ago and it's still too soon to talk about, which I would yeah. agree with you. I agree with you. That was a, I mean, from a pure mayhem. Pure mayhem, incredible. To me, that was a national championship. That was one mm-hmm. versus two. Absolutely. National championship because Northwest Missouri blew their way through mm-hmm. the national semifinal and then they they took it to Grand Valley in the in the final. Um, that was an incredible game and unfortunately a, an incredible ending that went the wrong way. But I can still hear that thunk,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, of the guy blocking it. But the on the flip side, October 19, thousand and two. The reason why I remember it is because I it was that was my wedding. I can still remember. Sitting for fo- or posing for photos, uh, up on Brick Road on the Lutheran Church on Brick Road, and hearing the crowd go crazy, I didn't get to go to that game. <laughs> Decided to get married instead. And Brittany, you're welcome. Yes, but uh, but I remember we stopped Western, and that was we were both of us were ranked at the time, um, and we stopped Western, and there and it was just pandemonium because that was goal line stand, and that was it. It was over. And to me, those are just incredible endings. Um, yeah, I just—I mean, we could think of many, many more, mm-hmm. but those are the first two that popped up in my head. Yeah, well, keeping it
3: local for Central, one there was the half—the half-court shot. Was it Richard Woodworth? Oh, oh my goodness! You know, right. I was at—I got to be at that game with 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 the uh, with the boys and just talk about. You know, I mean? just taking the life out of you yeah i mean it was really hard like you can feel it draining absolutely like it was just i'm looking for flags in a football game or yeah. <laughs> at a basketball game like where's somebody, the whistle? somebody throw something <laughs> the, but, but this ain't right uh oh that was pain but then to turn around i want to say it was a year or two later i already know what you're gonna Don say. dom Williams Dumb. hits yeah. the three and the place just goes Absolutely bonkers. From, like,
2: way deep, too. Way deep. Yeah, like way stupid. beyond. It shot. was one of those shots beyond. he goes, what the hell are you? Oh, I oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Right.
3: And that was so, also the same night that, what's this, the guy from, with Macklemore? Yeah. Yes. Wants, wants. Him he wants, yeah. And that was absolutely, I mean, it was just a crazy night. And so, but uh, you two Central Western games that went one way for Central and then uh so felt so sweet to get that back. Yeah. Felt so yeah. sweet.
2: Man, that's making me second-guess my decisions because – that central game where we beat T. Wang's or whatever his name was there, yeah. that was the coolest night. I think I had a special shirt that said, I can't tell you, but it, it was. It, that was really neat that night. Um, mine, the one game, I, I don't know why, I actually talked about this. It was freshman year of high school football, homecoming night at home, Manson, and it was a good game. It was back and forth, came down to the last play of the game, they had a long ways to go, but they had a guy, last name was Montez, and we talked about Montez all night. It was my sophomore year, sophomore year. And we were a really good team that year. And if you remember the old kid Tass High School uh, right. football field and the big stands about the 50-yard yeah. line and parents would walk, you always yeah. felt like you were, you were full because the parents would go with you. The crowd yeah. would walk the sideline. Yeah. It was great. But you know those moments on TV commercials where, like, the guy drops back and the ball goes up and everything's just slow motion and everybody stops and just, look, it was that where, you know, we were on defense. We had the lead. Just needed to stop to win the game. Homecoming night, and it was exactly like that. We we hit, boom! He drops back. We as soon as the ball released, we all kind of stopped and just watched it. And I could see the receiver going, thinking, "Oh crap!" And it was just him and our guy, and Nick Nesmith out of nowhere jumps up and bats the ball down, and it was pandemonium. In my mind, in my I remember sprinting back to our sideline. Our crowd was going nuts. We're going eight. Reality, it probably wasn't that big, <laughs> but it, me, was it was big at the time. Yeah. It was big,
0: but and you're right. Nathan Nesmith was a fast guy. It was
2: it was one of those things. If he didn't bat it down, Montez would have caught it and been to the house because he was oh. fast guy too. So uh, that one, I, and I feel bad not staying local, and I kind of feel like a jerk now because Sammy's gonna glare at me for this one. But in person, not because the, the central game was pretty good. But the first Apple Cup I ever went to, and I can't remember the year. It's Leach's first year. It's his only Apple Cup win, <laughs> and I got to go with Kelly probably Gow. The, probably
3: the last Apple Cup win. It was, yeah, it yeah. probably was, <laughs> yeah.
2: Because last year we couldn't win it because of COVID, so you lost yeah. that battle too. Yep. Um, yeah. But I remember it came back. It was back and forth. And being there, we were probably thirty rows up from the right in front. Everything happened. The overtime happened right in front of us, where we intercepted the ball. Our D lineman almost took it to the house, and the kid from Prosser was playing for UW that day, and he he got the stop stop the guy Cody runs was yes that, was yeah. That. yeah yeah and then kicking the field goal to win it and everybody storms the field And I take off storm in the field and look back and my friends are all standing there saying let's get <laughs> <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> just storm the the field the guy walking back to
3: his seat yeah <laughs> yeah, <you're> yeah. <laughs> but what a moment though, I got right? the keys though <laughs> 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 but, yeah
2: that was my moment for being that big sporting event. Yeah, no that's that's huge you
0: won't forget that
2: yeah. the only other thing would be Griffey bobblehead night when he came back, the mm-hmm. Mariners, and he had a home run that night in extras, that was pretty cool too. So.
0: I did rush the field at Safeco when I was a press and we beat in o- the o one one season when we beat, was it the White Sox? against mm-hmm. in the ALCS. All the press came down because we knew that final inning was going to be crazy. And I remember sitting in the, the photo pit. Was there a drag bunt? What? Was yeah. There- is not that one on like a drag bunt or something like that? It went, I just uh, remember
2: the second. Uh, yeah.
0: I, it that, the, the actual play is kind of Mark I, McLemore. I, I can't remember not the Macklemore, play. Mark I want to say like it was a bunt that went beyond the big hurt. Yeah. Who by far. Cruz. Was it Cruz? I can't remember what it was. I just remember we'll, we'll let you finish just story, running sorry. thinking, Holy shoot. This is crazy. I don't know if I've told the story and we're past the statute of limitations. So I can, maybe i say it is I got my brother press passes with me, which was, <laughs> there might've been some fraudulent stuff going on, <laughs> but whatever. My brother was not known as Jared, but, uh, and he definitely had a different last name, but I was like, if you're going to go, you got to go with me. And I remember, but seriously needing to be, cause I knew win or lose it was going to be pandemonium on the field. And I, we, we were in the, the photo pit nearest to the um uh, the visitors dugout and then as soon as we won just it was just nuts on the field um I thought we were going to get arrested because my brother, (laughs) like, shook Ichiro's hand, slapped Lou Pinell on the back, like, gave him a big old bro hug, and I'm thinking, well, we're going to go to jail. But whatever, we got to...
3: Lucky Lou didn't whoop him up right there. I can still remember Lou
0: making eye contact with him. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Was he thrilled? Carlos Guillen? He didn't. He didn't care. He was was going to the ALCS. So, plenty of awesome ending stories that we could have. I mean... It's just awesome.
2: Yeah, I definitely did not tear up a little bit. I have a weird thing where big moments like that seem to, I tear up a little bit. I oh, get like emotional. It gets me. It gets me. Not
3: in the, like, a... A hundred percent. Okay, good. Oh, glad you guys didn't... It gets me right in the real, feels. Really cool. like, like the just, Like, the 95 like, series with Griffey, like, anytime I hear Macklemore's song... Yeah. yeah they, don't they, don't and I, that happens, either. like, I get the goosebumps. And I'm like, I do remember that. Yeah.
0: I do. I can still remember him turning. Oh. And it was... I was like, oh, my God. I, I was... I can remember where I was watching it. I was at a friend of mine's dorm at UW in Seattle, obviously. And I remember, you know, we're on a tiny screen. This is before. The screen is about as big as a microwave, right? Right. And I'll just, I can still see it. Yeah. And I'll I'll never forget that. That saved
3: baseball. Arm in arm with my brothers. We're jumping up and down, screaming, like, yeah,
0: yeah. That's nuts. And yeah. let's remember he was on first base, so he had to have some wheels. That was a great hit. On a the ball on no the left hit. field line, yeah. Yeah, Edgar's hit no perfect. other
3: game the rest of the year is that person scoring
0: from first no, no, first no. base, but like yeah. So like when you think about that and the emotion, like you think about the preparation, mm-hmm. the emotion, just the perfect timing, yeah, it's going to hit you in the heart. It's going to yeah. hit you in the yeah. feels, yeah. That's pretty
2: cool. Yeah. I do wish uh us say baseball in Seattle. Oh yeah. By far that that's, season. Mm-hmm. I do wish I would have been in College Station, though, on Saturday night because there was probably no beer left on Sunday.
3: Well, I saw Johnny Manziel on the sideline. I'm just <laughs> was he really? <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking to myself,
0: I'm going to find him on Twitter again.
3: Here we go. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> look out. Here we go. <laughs> look out.
2: There's that's
0: 100,000 people at Kyle Field.
2: Dude. Yeah. That's a, that's they... that,
0: that cost them
3: 250000 at least oh. for the fans to rush the field. But
2: don't you think all the donors would be oh, like, two hundred fifty k? Here, write the check. That's just a fine?
3: Yeah, because somebody got fined the week before
2: for the, yeah. it
0: was it old Miss yeah, or that's, somebody? That's yeah. not you can't find them for that.
2: Oh, it's a fine now. That, that's Everywhere.
0: impossible to keep. Thousands of people.
2: You, I mean, you saw the field; it was
0: payment. all gone. I,
2: I'm, there I was, was no green. I'm
0: not arguing. Yeah, I'm arguing. With there, there was literally gone. no green.
2: Yeah. So that meant there green. had to have been yeah.
0: what two or three, four thousand people on that field. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. But there's no way a hundred cops is going to stop
2: that. Yeah, nobody any. Little side, uh, we interviewed a guy for another podcast that's from College Station, high school baseball coach, and he was at a, a benefit auction at some place, in a very rural town in Texas down there, and I texted him like, "Dude, are you are you seeing this going on?" He's like, "Oh yeah." He says, "After every speaker auction item, they announce the uh, score. Announce the score." I was like, oh, "That's Texas. That's pretty cool." Yeah. So, well, guys, I better let you get home to your families.
0: That's right. My bet.
2: Yeah, you're, it's, it is a late night recording this one tonight. It's a good one, though, because we're busy people. Yep, <laughs> and the right. families, it's good. It's good. So, well, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys being here and being a part of the Valley Sports Talk family, John and Sammy, the talent of the podcast. So
0: Sure, sure. Um, Thank you to Fitterers once again for right. sponsoring us year after, or I guess a podcast after podcast. That's so. right. And there since day one, pretty much. So, thank you to Fitters.
2: Go support them. Go buy something from them. They got great things. Uh, check out the Sports Desk episode once a week. We'll give right. you up to date on the schedules of things that are happening with the high school sports in the valley. There's a lot to get out and go watch and see. We talked a lot of football today, but uh, I know Bulldog volleyball and Bulldog girls soccer are killing it this year, having great seasons. So go out and check them out. Uh, they're in the thick of conference play. Well, until next time. Take care of one another. Be good. Get out there and yell loud. Support them teams. And if you're going to be a uh, referee, now's the time. That's right. Why wait till tomorrow when you can do it today? That's right. Take care. Last one.
0: The world's so big, this town's so small. If you circle the square, you've seen it all. There's no quick fix for broken heart when
2: everybody knows who you are. The Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please rate and review our podcast. Check us out and follow for all your local sports updates on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. The official music of Kid S Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Austin Jenks. Please go check him out and all of his great music anywhere you can stream music. I wanna be your rock, I wanna be your man. Don't
0: wanna hold you back, just wanna hold you. in your head, by the sea song, yeah, gonna love